I have known Mrs. Barbara Paul all of my life. Of course, for the first 18 years or so, I knew her as Mrs. Paul, having been raised to respect my elders. Mrs. Paul was one of the many adults in our little church in Deer Lodge, Montana, who took it upon themselves to help raise the, children, the church's children. Much like in this congregation, adults in the church of my childhood pitched in to teach Sunday school, lead camping trips, provide youth group events, and generally support the children and the teens of the church. Organizing this concerted effort was Mrs. Paul. Mrs. Paul had the perfect disposition to work with children, youth, and their parents. She had a daughter just about my age, and she had taken some college courses in elementary education. But most of all, Mrs. Paul smiled a lot, hugged a lot, and had Kleenexes at the ready. She had the sort of round, comfortable build that made infants and toddlers take to her instantly. She had a kind of conspiratorial playfulness that made first and second and third graders adore her wit. She was smart and funny enough for fourth and fifth and sixth graders, and Mrs. Paul knew how to add that certain tone to her voice to keep junior high and senior high schoolers from acting up. Most of us kids in the church had grown up with Mrs. Paul. In our turn, we had related to her in these many forms. For many of us, she was our church mother. Along with being the director of religious education, Mrs. Paul was also the choir director and the church organist. <laughs> Imagine Pam, Beth, and Eric all rolled into one. This was a small church, remember, maybe a hundred people or so, and I don't really know if she was even paid for any of these roles, but she took them on with a passion. Sunday morning would find her playing the piano and leading the singing for the children's church that was held before our Sunday school. She would write out the words to all the songs on big sheets of poster board, and then she would move her finger along the lines of the words as we sang the song, very much like an early form of karaoke. <laughs> These same song sheets would show up in church if the children were going to sing a song during the worship service. Most encouraging, however, was Mrs. Paul's smile. She would beam at us and mouth the words along with us. I remember the congregation melting away when we were singing. All those children were singing for God and for Mrs. Paul. During grade school in my town, anyone who had a good church-related excuse could leave school early on Wednesdays. All of the Catholic kids dreaded this time because they had to go to CCD, whatever that was. <laughs> but I loved the shortened day because it meant that I got to go to the youth choir practice with Mrs. Paul. She took any kid who wanted to sing, regardless of ability or training. We learned both fun songs and serious ones, we sang some of the songs well and some of them not so well. Mrs. Paul was a fan of Godspell, which had just recently come out. 
And we would all join in a rousing chorus of Hosanna, hey, Zanna, 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 hey, together. (laughs) Every Mother's Day, we would reduce the congregation to tears by singing some schmaltzy Anne Murray song. (laughs) You Needed Me was a perennial favorite. (laughs) And every Palm Sunday and Easter, We got to process with the adult choir and sit with them in the choir loft. Youth choir was grand fun. But the greatest gift that Mrs. Paul ever gave me was to not underestimate myself, to not settle for doing something too easy or too small. I remember well the year that she helped me take on an important risk for me. I must have been in fourth or fifth grade the year that I wanted to be Joseph in the Christmas pageant. I had worked my way through all of the other parts. (laughs) Angel choir, shepherd, wise man, etc. And this year I wanted to play Joseph. Maybe it was because my best friend Emily was going to be Mary. Or maybe I just wanted to be Jesus' dad for once. (laughs) I told Mrs. Paul that I wanted to be Joseph. And she smiled at me, and she said no. (laughs) No? How could I be turned down for the part? I had paid my dues. I was a veteran pageant actor by now. I deserved my name in lights as Joseph. What was she thinking? This was so unfair. (laughs) No, she said. I want you to be the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord? Why me? And weren't girls always the angel of the Lord anyway? Didn't the part involve a long, flowing white robe and a halo? What was Mrs. Paul thinking? To trade in playing Joseph for being the angel of the Lord. Howard, Mrs. Paul said, The role of Joseph is important, but it is not the best role for you. She went on to add, Joseph doesn't have any spoken lines in the Christmas pageant. Sure, he takes care of Mary, but a boy younger than you can do that part. She went on to explain that she needed a real leader to take the part of the angel of the Lord. The role had more dialogue than any other part, and she needed someone who could lead all of the other littler angels onto stage at just the right moment. The part of the angel of the Lord was the role of a leader. It required poise and assertiveness. Most of all, it required that I speak up so that the whole congregation could hear me. And as far as the flowing white robes and halo went, Mrs. Paul asserted that God didn't make any distinction between male and female angels, and neither should we. The night of the pageant, Mrs. Paul was right. The narrator got everyone comfortable with the beginning of the story. The boy who had been chosen to escort Mary to Bethlehem and watch over the baby Jesus did a good job of that. Then the scene changed to a hillside where shepherds were keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, (laughs) me, 
and how did I appear? I, had a, I was a bold, commanding angel, and those shepherds had every right to be terrified by my presence. <laughs> Towing half a dozen cute little angels behind me, we made our grand appearance, and the glory of the Lord shone around us. I delivered my lines flawlessly and loud enough for all to hear. Then, with a flourish, we all disappeared behind the curtain, leaving the shepherds looking dazed and bewildered. (laughs) Mrs. Paul was right. I needed a larger part than Joseph. I was up for more of a challenge. I had undercast myself. Mrs. Paul did for me what adults have done for children throughout history. She saw more possibility in me than I could see in myself. She had faith that I could rise to the challenge. She worked behind the scenes so that my angel of the Lord could shine. I know that Mrs. Paul... I guess I could probably call her Barbara by now. I know that she is still working and worshiping in my home church. I saw her just a couple of years ago. She's shorter and grayer, but she's still Mrs. Paul. She's still directing the choir and playing the organ, and I suspect that she's still teaching children and encouraging them to sing. Barbara Paul was and is and always will be a Sunday school teacher, But to me and to the many lives that she has touched, she will be much more than that. She was someone who inspired us, befriended us, believed in us, and nurtured us. I'm here this morning, in part, because of Mrs. Barbara Paul. She doesn't know the extent to which she helped me grow into myself. She didn't do the work for the praise. She did it out of love. May each of us go forth and do likewise. So be it. Amen.